Howdy partners, this is Cowbot6482, and y'all are listening to this here audio broadcasting program entitled Dear Buddies, I Require More Fuel. Please insert more cow shit into my fuel compartment. Necesito más combustible. Insert más mierda de vaca on me compartimento de combustible. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined per usual by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott El Guchador Kraus. What is going on, you guy over there? Sup, man, Schwamp Wamp, me guy here. <laughs> you guy, how's how's you guy doing? Me doing good. How you doing? Good. I do good. You What's, do good. I'm I'm over here doing pretty good. Mm, we do good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything exciting been going on? What have you been up to? Off to a yeah, rel- relatively wonderful start. Um, riveting beginning. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, what would you ask me? <laughs> I asked how you're doing. What's been going on? <laughs> uh, Let's pretend like something exciting happened, and uh, before we give full disclosure on what actually happened here. Yeah, um, I told you about a lot of the stuff that I had exciting going on and I ended up doing those things. Awesome. Which will tie into what you talk about in a, in a yeah. moment. Um, you did uh, You did tell me about those things and uh, for anybody wondering, when you told me about those things was a few days ago when we tried to record this podcast the first time. Right. We had some technical difficulties, full disclosure, and the recording software kind of pooped out on me for a second, and uh, I was not too happy about it. We were recording quite possibly the best episode we've ever recorded, <laughs> yeah. and I looked at your computer, and uh, nothing. Yeah, um, we'll go with we'll go with your thing. Best <laughs> best episode ever. Yeah, that's it. Much better than than so far. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, we had a range of topics, and. Uh, uh, maybe a little too much BS, but luckily, Scott, you wrote down a lot of the uh, plot points, if you will. Yeah, uh, I wrote down, when I realized that we weren't recording, I uh, tried to recap what we talked about. <laughs> so you haven't seen this list. I'm going to um, yeah. just just tell you what I wrote line by line and maybe um, see how you react. to the, So this yeah. is Ian reacts to our old uh, unrecorded podcast. I mean, I remember some of them. In case anybody was curious about the uh, pre-album banter, there you go. Yeah, we were, uh, we're we're discussing all of these topics for the first time, is what I mean. Right, just random, just a random list of things I'd like to talk about. Uh, starting with uh, <laughs> Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Uh, Scott, have you seen Goodfellas? No, I haven't. You haven't. Get out of my house. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's pretty much how that conversation That's- went. <laughs> Casino, um, I think, was part of the same conversation. Casino. Scott, you seen Casino? Yeah. Casino's a good movie. Okay, moving on. We should watch Goodfellas together, though. Uh, Cake. Cake. Scott, uh, you know the band Cake. Yeah, I saw them. I saw them this week. You saw Um, them this week. Yeah. I I saw Cake and Ben Folds this week on September 11th, never forget. And... It was a great show. I actually think I so I went for Cake, um, local local legends. They're uh, they're from they're born and raised in Sac. Where'd you see them at? Uh, I saw them at the Golden One. Center. Oh no shit! Yeah. Okay. And 
they play they were touring with uh Ben Folds. Right. Who I'm not like into at all. Uh-huh. Um so I was there for cake, but I feel like Ben Folds may have been objectively better. Really? Yeah. He was like joking around a lot and um his band was great and he was telling like really funny stories. He did a uh he did a tribute to uh Daniel uh. Johnston. Okay, who's Daniel Johnston? I kept seeing that name. He passed away? Yeah, yeah. Dan- Daniel Johnston, he's an Austin, uh, Texas guy who kind of pioneered, in a lot of ways, the life, uh, the lo-fi movement. Ah. So he, in the early 80s, he was creating tapes and with his own art on them. And instead of copying the tapes, he was re-recording the albums every time he would give out a tape. Jesus Christ. Um, he's kind of a men- mentally ill guy. Hmm. Just like one of those, like, not good, but very passionate people. Not technically good at the, the stuff that he does. The gotcha. way that some artist I saw, um, and I forgot which one I followed, something that they said was, Daniel Johnston taught me how to be good, or you could be great without being good. Something like that. Hmm. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes he, he doesn't sing on key or on time, but he's got a lot of passion and like his art is very like cartoonish and kind of childish, but like very, I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to explain without seeing it, but, mm-hmm. but he's, he's got like this very, uh, poignant message. Anyway, he, he influenced a ton of people and, and he just uh, passed away. He passed away. How old yeah. was he? Uh, he, I don't know how old he was, but he wasn't in great health. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like a huge shock when he passed away, oh. but, but, uh, it's just like, he's just one of those, legends iconic yeah people there's a great documentary called the devil and daniel johnston i think it's the best music documentary known to man i mean i don't know if it's better than dig um but i'm gonna rewatch it but i remember liking that one just about as much it's very iconic i don't know i don't know if i've seen it yeah maybe i don't know if you have either but (laughs) um you probably haven't solved uh so that was a great show uh i'll say this about cake hmm uh, the guitar player has one of the worst guitar tones in rock and roll. <laughs> what? His guitar tone bugs the shit out of me. From one guitar player to another, wow. his guitar tone bugs the shit. Because it's like the flattest, most generic, just, it's, I mean, it's his sound, mm-hmm. you know? But it's just this very generic, dry, flat tone that has no life to it. The electric guitar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, never thought about comment. that. Um, Cake's fine. That's the, just my comment. The crowd was terrible. Really? Show. Yeah. The crowd also, was absolutely terrible. We were sitting. I was with my mom. Uh, I went to the show with my mom. We were sitting in front of this like group of the loudest, most annoying people. You know, in the theater. I think we talked about it on here before. Where there's like a guy in the theater that will think that they can talk to the the people on the screen <laughs> yeah don't go in there man yeah oh that's just that's that's a dumb move stupid that was this stupid. guy behind me it's like every time the guy from cake would say something he'd just be like um really or just like <laughs> wow like wow you you're gonna do that right now just like the most <laughs> like just shut up he's just talking to the audience Who just millennially type of like uh. just like they, they had no attention span whatsoever they're talking through every song Mm-hmm. And also, something my mom told me at the end of the show, we were driving home, and she looked at me. We're both we're both very white, but she she looked at me and she was like, 
I think that's the widest show I've been to in a while. <laughs> the very like everyone <laughs> the in the cake audience. audience. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. the the audience was just they no one could dance. Uh everyone was like weirdly frustrated at random times. <laughs> what? Like uh like the guy from Cake, I don't know his name. Anyway, he was like trying to give away a tree. That's like the thing they do on tour, I guess. They like give away a tree and then you go on their website and you could take a picture and show yourself with this tree that you planted. What the fuck? It's kind of cool. I yeah. But but uh but he was having the audience guess what type of tree it was he had on stage. It's like whoever got guessed the tree would get the tree. And he was just like He would have trees on stage? Just like a little, like little a little trees? tree, just like one a, tree. Like a sapling? One tree per state per show. And Interesting. uh and a some baby tree. Someone in the audience said cake tree and he was like, You know, you joke, but there's already there's already a guy in the audience that's um annoyed that this is taking too long. And then there's this old like dad in front of me that was like pointing to himself. Just like the God. like a total boom, like a total boomer reaction. You Sounds know? like a horrible experience. Was the show good? The show was great. Did yeah. they perform okay? Was it fun? The show was great. I was already kind of grumpy because I was tired. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big cake fan, I'm gonna be honest. I really like cake. I'm a I'm a cake okay. guy. Oh, one thing I mentioned, one of my professors in college of uh, uh, one of my recording courses, he recorded cake. And when I asked him which albums, he said the three big ones. And I don't know what the three big ones are. I know Fashion Nugget, and that's it. Uh, Comfort Eagle and the other one, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was the engineer for it, which was pretty cool. That also kind of segues into the next thing on my list, It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2. You saw It Chapter 2. I saw It Chapter 2 the night before I saw this show. No wonder you were tired. And um, I saw it with friend of the show, Dan Dan Mitchell, um, and uh, he gets off work at like 8, 8.30, so we did the 9.30 showing. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll just get home Jesus. at like... He's got 10. a crazy schedule. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I'll just get home at like 11 or whatever this is a three-hour movie i didn't realize it. it's a three-hour yep. movie um and i actually liked it i liked it a lot you liked it i didn't like part one at all i i tried watching the original uh i mentioned on the lost recording the lost recordings of ear buddies i i didn't like the original i i think i got maybe an hour into it i know it's like four hours long that's that's a fucking hard watch man yeah it's dated it was shitty <laughs> i that's why i've i've heard that pretty much from everybody i think people like it more because it's iconic and takes after because it's a fucking stephen king thing than actually enjoying well, tim watching curry. it tim curry and tim curry tim curry's good but like with how much tim curry is in it versus how much uh shitty movie you have left over of the parts he's not in it yeah i don't know i need to i want to finish it just for the sake of finishing it and getting to some cool parts but I don't know, man. That's a fucking tough watch. <laughs> Georgie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do the voice that you hate. Uh Oh, yeah. The, I feel like in the first <laughs> one, I don't think he did it in the second one as much, but Pennywise in, in the reboot, just like, you want to do the you want to do boat, Georgie? You want to do... I feel like he was kind of like a... <laughs> you hated his voice. <laughs> yeah. I, in the, the newer one, I feel like he dialed it back a little bit. I'm okay. not sure. I feel like maybe also because I was so tired that everything was like better to me. Yeah, it didn't it didn't bug me that much, but I feel like if I watched it again it would bug me. I didn't um, like part 1 that much. I I don't remember liking part 1 that much either. I mean, I remember liking it, but 
I feel like Bill Hader alone is enough. Oh, he's in part two. For part two, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, I am all up on the Bill Hader bandwagon. I feel like if the Academy could get their shit together (laughs) and uh, they respected comedians, Mm -hmm. I feel like him in this movie, like when he was trying to be funny, he was really funny. Right. And when he was trying to be serious, he was really good at that. Have you watched Barry? Is that the HBO yeah. thing? My mom told me to watch that. The show is fantastic. He is excellent in it. He's he's very unexpectedly good at serious roles. He's just great. But anyway, I, I liked it. <laughs> I'll give it awesome. a C minus. C minus. Okay. I'll watch it when it streams, maybe. No, actually, I'll give it a B plus. I liked it a lot. Cool. Next topic. Okay, let's see. Uh, I wrote down Bo P. Belly. Oh, yeah. So I have a scratch on my hand that's been itchy, and you were trying to tell me why wounds itch, and you BSed something about hormones. Oh, you have a great memory. And the reason I have uh, I have a good memory for things that don't fucking matter. <laughs> I can't remember any of the important stuff. Uh, I have a scratch on my hand because my hands were dry because I was holding Bo down because he's he's gotten so fat that when he goes pee in his box, it dribbles across the litter and gets on his belly and some and onto his feet. So sometimes he'll walk down the hall and there'll be little drips coming off of his off of his feet mm-hmm. from his paws. So mm-hmm. when I hear him using his litter box, I have to go in there and stand and wait until he's done with a piece of toilet paper or, or a towel or something and pat down his belly. I have to hold him down, and he don't like it. And when he scratched me, he was like hungry and thirsty. I don't think he had food or water. Um, that's pretty much the end of the story. <laughs> and I have a scratch in my hand. Cool. I'm glad we recapped that. Yeah, so Bo's getting tubby. Got to wipe his pee belly. <laughs> uh, and then I think I'm on a Marth. I clean my house, though. Don't worry, everybody. I, I'm I'm a germaphobe, so any, anywhere he trails that, I clean it. I can smell it. No, you can't, because this house is fucking clean. Yeah, I can't. I was just, I was being a jackass. Uh, Amon Amarth, so you told me last time that you you don't have a friend to go with you to the Amon Amarth show. Uh, no, I don't. I am going to the Amon Amarth show at Ace of Spades, and it's going to be the first show that I go to solo by myself. Never done that before. Bring the, bring the pepper spray. <laughs> All right, I will, so I don't get, you know, groped. Yeah. Tried to be kidnapped and taken. Um, and then my other note is uh, for our next segment. Do you still want to do this segment? Uh, I have one more update that we didn't talk about last time. Nope. Got to stick to the plan. Fuck. Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, it was my birthday a week ago. Oh, yeah. It was your birthday. And also uh, my niece was born on your birthday. Nice. So Wait now is... it's my niece's birthday and not your birthday. Way to steal my thunder, niece. Yeah. Actually, she can have it. I don't want the attention on my birthday. I'm getting old and I don't like it. I don't fucking like it. We'll give her all your gifts. Scott, I have a question for you. Sure. Do it. You, nice. got, you got anything for my consideration for me to listen to? Uh, Looking for some new tunes. You know what? As a matter of fact, I might be able to uh, dig something up for you. Um, I have a couple extra stuff or one extra thing. A lot, a lot of stuff got released today, actually, the day that we're recording this. Hmm. Uh, we'll get yeah, into one of those things. <laughs> we'll get into one of those things. But um, some a few things that we're probably not going to talk about that were released today, the Friday the 13th of September. 
Today is Friday the 13th. And I guess it's like a fucking, it's the harvest moon tonight. Oh. It's a full moon. Um, that's, and a, the, that, that's a video game. It is a video game. I never played it. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> Sick. It's a pretty tight, tight, uh, tight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, uh, I think I just tight. had a stroke. Um. <laughs> I haven't listened to a, a lot of, to, to a couple of these, really. I haven't listened to the new Chelsea Wolf at all. There's a new Chelsea Wolf? There's a new Chelsea Wolf out today. Nice. Which, um. She's from Sacramento, right? She's from Sacramento and she's incredible. I don't know if we'll review it or not, but just wanted to, just in case. I'd be uh, open to it. We'll say that. Okay. There's a band or a guy, I guess, called uh, Jerk Curb. So like dumb jerk curb stomp. That ty- But mm. like together, jerk curb. As jerk one curb. word? As one word. It's hard to jerk say. Jerk curb. Jerk curb. I've been following him for a while and he just released his first official album. He's had a lot of singles. Nice. But he's got this like reverbed out, like um, kind of like crooner. 50s. I don't know if it's 50s. I don't know what era this is from, but here you can tell me. Wait till he sings. Here. I like that washy reverb sound. I do too. In moderation. Uh, it looks like he. It sounds uh, like he's singing out of one of those mics that you grab. Like those, like metal, like an Elvis mic. Yeah, like an Elvis mic, yeah. <laughs> or a Metallica mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I really dig it, though. I've been really, I've been liking him for a while. So, shouts out to uh, Jerk Curb. Jerk Curb. Uh, I think right. he's loosely affiliated with um, King Cruel. Oh yeah, someone I I love. I absolutely adore King Cruel. So and right and then my last pick, also, yeah, my last pick was what I was going to talk about last time, is. Uh, a band I just discovered called Boy Scouts. Hmm. And it's the way I found her. I think it's just a person. I'm not sure, but she's a sister of someone. One of my old bands opened for really. Yeah. She's the sister of Travis Vick, who is like really great. Uh, but I don't think he has his stuff online, but, uh, this album, her (coughs) Boy Scouts, the album's called free company. It's getting some some good attention. Um, it's like on Pitchfork and all that stuff. So, interesting. Uh, but I really I really like it. Actually, I listened to it. It's got kind of like a indie kind of remind me of like Julie Dwaron. Um, I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's just like really pleasant, nice, like lazy rock. Solid. Good good, good summer day or spring day type yeah. of driving music. So um, that's my. That's mine. And then I wrote a note for yours. For mine? Yeah. That you remember that I brought up last time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my recommendation from last time, for your consideration, actually, it's not a recommendation. Bonnie Vera has a new album out, and I think it sucks. I don't like it at all. That was it, yeah. Yeah. I loved, I, I well, I really enjoyed his first couple albums, and I think his EP, Blood Bank, I think that's considered an EP, He's got some really cool stuff, uh, kind of acoustic, very melodious, uh, indie type mm-hmm. of thing. And you had mentioned that he kind of started the whole like, yeah, just go to a cabin and record an album. <laughs> I feel like that's that's become a thing <laughs> where like an artist I don't know. will kickstart or something and they'll just like rent out a cabin yeah. 
and record an album in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. It was at this time though that the that the my shit stopped recording because I mentioned that I had read an article somewhere of someone who hated Bonnie Vare and then one day stumbled upon a song that was him covering something and she really loved it, didn't realize it was him, and then that kind of flipped her upside down when she found out it was him she's like oh my gosh i okay hold on a second it really mm. kind of changed her mind on him and when i'm reading it i'm like man this lady's crazy she doesn't <laughs> like bonnie fair like it's got some good shit and then he decided to put out the last two albums that he did yeah and i've flipped now when i go back to the stuff that i enjoy all i can think is oh, you're you pretentious fuck yeah that's extreme. I don't really think like you pretentious fuck. You can but say that. all right, I'll say it. Like I'll go back to the old stuff and I'll think uh you pretentious fuck. There it is. Yeah, it's just his is he's gone full electronic and that's fine, but I yeah. feel like he's trying so hard to be new and innovative and I feel like Kanye kind of ruined him. I you I think you might have mentioned that last time. It was like a complete I don't even care about Bony Bear that much. Like I never really got into him. I started getting into him, and I think he collaborated with James Blake, which is cool. Oh, okay. I could see that. I could see that collaboration. Yeah. I like James Blake cool. a lot more. I like I like James Blake a lot more, too. I don't really care about James Blake, but um, he's kind of always been on the edge of James something. James Blake? You mean Bonnie Or Bonnie Bear. He's always been kind of on the edge of something that I, th- I think I would like. Like, I think there was a moment where if I actually invested time in Bon Iver, I would have loved it. Uh-huh. Like right when I fig- like right when I knew who he was, if I actually like made the effort to listen, I think I would be a fan. But um I didn't. Ah. Uh <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a cool story? The plot but thickens. He collaborated with so just from my perspective, he collaborated with Kanye and uh everything after he did that um I feel like is has been different collaborate with a kanye so you know kanye is a genius a musical genius so he's a musical genius now in his own way everyone that that man touches becomes uh he took savant. he took them kanye juices and rolled with it sounds interesting it's an interesting sentence he just said yeah well, I, hmm, do you, okay <laughs> do you have an actual recommendation or is that it uh i have something to consider and it's not anything that we'll ever review because it doesn't need to be reviewed because it's blowing up all sorts of charts and shit. Well, I don't know if this album in particular is blowing up charts, but it's something that really took me by surprise. The first official album release of Billie Eilish. Oh. That's got some weird shit on it, and I think it's really cool. People, uh, yeah, people. That's you're you're pretty late to that bandwagon, but I'm later because I haven't listened either. Well, the thing is, on Spotify, the name Billie Eilish has been coming up for me. Was coming up for me a lot for like months, and I'm like, I don't know who the hell this is. It just looks like some hipster bullshit or some weird indie, just dumb stuff, whatever. But all of her songs had like millions and hundreds of millions of plays. Yeah. She's got a song in there right now that has like almost 600 million plays. Oh yeah, she's one of the most popular people. Yeah, are you f- she's 17 years old. Yeah, she's one of the most popular artists in America How right the, now. What the fuck happened? What happened that put her in that position? Like uh, who does she Illuminati. know type of this the Illuminati? Yeah. 
hundreds of millions of listens. I'm like 17. Like she, like who does she know that got her into this position? Is it like a Justin Bieber thing? Because he knew who? Who do you know? He knew Usher. Usher. There's someone pulling like some, some kind of strings. There's got to be. I mean, she. All her family is in the music industry, from what I've read, in oh, some okay. form or another. Not all her family, but she's got multiple members that are that are in the industry in some way or another. Yeah. Even if it's loosely, but it was just so surprising to me. And so here's the thing: her singles are not very good. Her singles are that weird indie pop kind of not that great type of thing she put out singles her career was built off singles Mm -hmm. she's got a whole bunch of singles from like 2015 to 16 or 17 or whatever people do it now jerk curb did Uh, yeah i guess so and then she like just released this actual album uh must have been this year and i gave it a chance because i'm like what am i missing Mm -hmm. hundreds of millions of like she's got a song that i think is about to cross a billion once I see a, someone's got a billion listens for one song, yeah, then that's crazy. I I have to admit I still haven't heard her big hit. Really? Yeah, I feel Probably like uh, bad guy. Bad guy. I've, I've I never actually, heard that. I actually really like that song. I think it's cool. <laughs> People love that song. People love yeah. her. I don't even know what she's. I don't really know what she sounds like. The singles not very good. The album is a little weird and uh, a bit electronic. I'd be interested to see how much she's actually involved in the musical aspect of it how much she puts into actually like working the you know working any electronic uh, sounds or anything from or what if, i understand it i think it is like a lot of her and her brother doing really it. yeah okay but i don't i actually don't know yeah i haven't looked into that much but i did see a live video of her and i think she was lip syncing ah uh, one video though i don't know if she does that all the time or what and i think it was like a like a TV performance or something. So it's like, okay, sometimes you can't really trust those. Yeah. All right. But, you know, I'm I'm open-minded. We'll see if she actually does that or not. And maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like she was lip-syncing. Anyway, the album, way more interesting than I expected it to be. So you're recommending one of the most popular artists in America. Yeah, that's why I didn't really need to be brought up, but I wanted to mention anyway. Okay, well, because, for your consideration, everybody. Because it's one of the most popular person in America, one of the most popular person in America right now. <laughs> that's why I was surprised. Like, oh, this is actually good. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not like, oh, people love Keith Urban, but he's terrible. Yeah, he makes bad music. <laughs> people love Bon Iver, but he's mm. terrible. People like Jason Aldean for some goddamn reason, but he's terrible. People like Corn for some reason. Well, they're right for that. <laughs> well, uh, you have any other ones, or is that it for you? Corn uh, has a new album out today. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> that's what that's why we're being weird. Um, oh boy! Because I have to listen to that album. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, we may or may not be reviewing it on a later podcast. We may be. Um, we are. We're gonna listen to it. <laughs> Keep your eyes open for that. Um, all right. Well album review time buddy i hated that (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's fucking get this over with now it felt really unnatural instantly pissed how do we usually do that do we have like a transition for that we usually do it like this scott you know what we're here to talk about today (laughs) kind of like mine better uh well um album review time baby buddy (laughs) Baby, yeah, a, like 
two or three stutters with an um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, quote, your way. <laughs> people have been listening. Yeah, people have been listening to this podcast long enough to know that's how I talk normally. I'm going to do a sizzle reel of all of our ums and uhs and shit that get cut out of these episodes. Maybe I'll do it for this one and just leave it as a chunk at the end. <laughs> all Stay right. tuned, everybody. Maybe I'll do that. We'll see whose is longer, mine or yours. It's probably mine. Uh, You're just giving yourself more work, though, so who actually wins here? Me. Um, Speaking of sizzle reel, if if anybody just pulls, I wonder who's longer, mine or yours? uh, That'll be quite the context slur. You just forced another one out of me. I just, uh... (laughs) Damn, yours is going to be longer than mine. Hell yeah. (laughs) I, I can just say, yeah. That'd be cool if that's actually how it worked. You can just like say uh more uh, <laughs> uh. Ian's uh, miming uh, his uh, some kind of growth coming <laughs> from his nethers. Um, from my nethers. Well, let's uh, let's talk about this album, Ian. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the latest album from Tropical Fuckstorm, Brain Drops. Brain Drops. Yep. This it's- is uh, coming very close to the um on the heels of their 2018 release i feel like they didn't really have that i feel like that was pretty recent yeah there wasn't much of a gap that, uh, that may, one came out may 4th so that one came out may 4th 2018 this one uh, came out year and a half ish august august 23rd 2019. 2019 on joyful noise recordings great great label um is it though yeah actually okay i never heard of them it's great Thank you. They're good. They were on uh, another label, and then I—that's a more—that's uh, a more um, major label. I think they were on like some Australian label before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys are Australian from Melbourne, Victoria, formed by Gareth Lydiard and Fiona Kitchen. Uh, they're from the band The Drones. Yeah. Are you familiar with the drones? I am loosely familiar with the drones. I knew about the drones before I knew about Tropical Fuckstorm. I did listen to some more drones in preparation for this. Because uh-huh. I am more familiar with Tropical Fuckstorm, actually. Even though the drones have a lot more output. But the the drones yeah. are cool. I They've like, had a lot of revolving members, it looks like. I think the drones are a lot more popular. Okay. I think, but they haven't been active for a few years. So... If if you were going to explain Tropical Fuckstorm stylistically without looking <laughs> at the Wikipedia uh, genres, what would you say? Well, I would say art punk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because I remember that from the Wikipedia page. Okay. Uh, which makes sense. I don't know how I would classify these guys without looking at it. It's up. pretty unique. Yeah, the, I, I'm reading, I, I bring that up because I'm reading the genres here. Art punk, experimental rock, blues rock, psychedelic rock, post punk, noise rock, and punk blues. Punk blues, yeah, that one caught my eye. I've never heard of that. Let's uh, let's it sounds stupid. Yeah, punk blues. it doesn't sound real. Um, oh, John Spencer. Okay, that makes sense. Now I now I'm now I'm on. I'm now I'm with it. Um, they they are they have their kind of, they kind of have their own brand. I think that they the vocal delivery is pretty aggressive. Um, and the the instrumentation is pretty sloppy. It, what drew my, so I heard uh laughing death and meat space, their previous album. And I forgot how I stumbled across that. I think it was, uh-huh. I don't know. I think maybe I just saw the cover or something. It's a crazy cover. The, 
Um, this album has a pretty crazy cover too. They're very similar looking. Um, and I was just blown away by like how it just felt like, like apocalyptic, just rock. It was just very, um, it felt like, it felt like, yeah, it felt like apocalyptic, like all this, all they're singing about all this crazy stuff going on in the world. So it had some like serious cojones. There was no, there was no like polishing of this. It was just this guy, this like gruff Australian dude just belting these over these like really crazy sounding guitars. Yeah. Um, and that just immediately clicked with me. So I, I, I had that album on my top, um, of, of last year. We didn't formally review that, but, um, I, I just was blown away by that album. I own, I, I bought that right, right away. Um, it hit me like most, like barely any out. There aren't that many albums that hit me like that. Um, mm-hmm. so I was pretty, I kind of, uh, talked you into reviewing this one. This album, I feel like is, uh, it's the same band, pretty similar. When I first heard this album, I was like, okay, this is kind of like a, it felt like almost like a B-sides for that album in mm-hmm. my mind. Um, but then I listened to it more and it kind of, it, it, the, the, the tone was different. The tone's different on this album. Um, there are still, is. there are still some like apocalyptic, like government, political, just like corruption stuff. But a lot of it is actually very like heartfelt, heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, the, the opening track is straight up just a heartbreak song, like mm-hmm. uh, Paradise. It's just like, is this real? Um, if if you don't take this relationship seriously, then uh-huh. then I'm going to go and then you're going to get another, another man and I'm just going to have to deal with it type of thing. Right. Uh, which is, you know, it's a... It's a common, relatable yeah. feeling. It's not like Kuru, like in the Laughing Death in Meat Space. It's like they're talking about tribe tribesmen getting like <laughs> mad cow disease, basically from <laughs> yeah. eating their own bodies. <laughs> and like, there are elements uh, of that in this album. Uh, yeah, it's an it's it's an interesting album. One thing, one comment I'll make about this song: a lot of vibrato effect on the guitar. Mm. A lot of vibrato effect on this album. They really do. They they really do lean on that on this album. And it's, they do that on the sec, the first album. I can too. almost guarantee they're using some sort of. I would love to see their pedal boards actually. Um, it's a very they interesting, use some crazy sounding stuff, and it, yeah. there's, there are parts where it gets quite awesome. I really like the guitar on this album, but it is like the same. It's style. the epitome of like unconventional. Yeah. It's art punk. Yeah. Bonnie Vare could learn a thing or two from this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that album too. There's a lot of very, there's a lot of parallels between the albums. Uh-huh. This album has another collage style cover with like a bunch of pop culture. They have like Bat mm-hmm. Boy, just stuff. And then like the, like uh, the second track I feel like is when I first heard this song, I thought, okay, well, this sounds like a laughing death in meat space. It's, uh, this, it was the first single. Planet of Straw Men. This is an honorable mention for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this song, this is an honorable mention for me too. It's it's another political song, like uh, all these, is something about government, like trying to outdo each other for the sake of outdoing each other, I guess. Just like mm. different, that's what I got out of it. It was like, like uh, all these countries, like just 
trying to outdo each other, but there's no, there's no like actual benefit from it. Uh huh. There's, they could be wrong about that, but um, the the lyrics in this album cut deep. The li- that's something I love about this band actually. Like mm-hmm. this is one of the few bands that I'll actually kind of take time, like for real, and listen to, and like try to dissect their lyrics because. For one, they're just like straight up in your face, and they're like obviously weird. They're they unexpected. Stand out. Yeah, very they, creative. Yeah, like the the chorus on this song is they're always looking for the coup de gras, which is like not a, not a very typical sounding like saying coup de gras is like <laughs> not a like squeezing that into a tune. It's not a very catchy phrase. <laughs> um, Sounds catchy to me. I mean, in this song, I guess, but. <laughs> basically a death blow anyway yeah so so my overall like general impressions it's to me this is a um a logical progression very similar but on further examination quite different album i both love and hate this album at the same time <laughs> yeah i'm very curious about what you think about this i am curious about what i think about this album as well it's a lot to take in i'll say that this took me several listens to digest you made it to the second track let me run down it real quick paradise the planet of straw men who's my eugene the happiest guy around maria 62 brain drops aspirin desert sands of venus and maria 63 uh yeah this album was weird i i i don't know man i i can't get a grasp on it (laughs) uh yeah there's some really cool stuff, some really creative stuff, yet it kind of frustrates me to listen to on a musical level. Yeah. It's some um, of it I just some of it just doesn't gel with my ears the way I want it to. Yeah. But I it's more like, oh, it's doing this sound and it's almost doing something that I would love to hear, but it falls just short of that. But not not falling just short creatively just giving me curveballs mm-hmm. throwing a lot of curveballs at you but like you said when you look at it deeper and see what they're really doing and everything they put into the lyrics and everything it's it's really well crafted yeah it's definitely not something that i would take a deep dive into willingly willingly for yeah. for my you know i'd probably sample it yeah uh, otherwise but it's it's not something that i that i'm that i generally would go for it's not one of my this is a band that um, I've, I'm kind of learning stuff from by going into their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Just like figuring out what they're talking about. You learn about historical events and stuff that I didn't know about. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really know about Kuru before I their last album, Laughing Death and Meat Space. I still don't know what Kuru is. It's when the, so I alluded to it earlier, where the tribesmen like. Uh, oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yep, go, they just right. laugh themselves to death because they eat each other. Yeah, that's spooky. <laughs> They're dead bodies. Um, okay, yeah, I kind of wasn't sure how you would. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really feel. in limbo. There's anything that I'm not too keen on is is purely just musical components. Mm-hmm. There's no one song on here that I'm like, this song sucks. Yeah, and every time I would go to start the album again, I it it 
I get this feeling like, oh, this is going to be a struggle. It was it was kind of a struggle to listen to last time. Yeah. But then as it played, it would play through. I'm like, oh no, this song's this song's actually pretty cool. And then the next song would come in and be like, okay, actually this is pretty cool here. It's like I can't. It's but then by the end of it, for some reason, I feel like was that a struggle or did I enjoy it? I keep going into yeah. it thinking it, feeling that it's going to be a struggle. Like it was a struggle last time, but I. It's odd like that. It hits I think, weird. I think the thing about this is it's really hard to listen to casually. Yes. Because it's kind of a heavy-handed album. Yeah. Um, it's It sounds like an album. I know we always say raw, but it sounds like an album that's uh, very well-produced. It's not overproduced. It sounds like an album where they went into the studio and... Obviously, they embraced some of the musical flaws that happen when, when you're recording. Yeah. And performed it and were like, don't think about it too much. Let's mm. just go in there and, and do this. If something got a little fucked up or something in it, just leave it. That's it. That's just capturing the moment. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It sounds like each song, they went in and, and they captured a moment. They're embracing the flaws that, yeah. are, that were there. It, um, which makes me think of... Um, I think I think that was a way that Jack White would do that with some White Stripes albums. Yeah, um, I think Icky Thump in part. No, not Icky Thump. Get behind me, Satan. I think was recorded entirely in two weeks. I heard that too. Yeah. Uh, so um, as someone who's like prepositioned to enjoy this type of music, I will say that like I think that it it did, and I don't know if it's just how I like the 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 way I listened to this in, in comparison to their first album, I feel like this album does sound a little bit less comprehensive, like a little bit... Uh, it doesn't flow quite as easily... I agree. ...as the first album. Um, they're, the songs don't, like, go together as obviously, and I feel like... It's a bit hard to follow. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I f- the Laughing Death and Meat Space had a very clear beginning... With you let my tires down, their best. I feel. I feel like that's their best song. You let my tires down, and then that very a very like pronounced ending, and like everything flowed like an album. Whereas this one, it starts out very somber out of nowhere with uh, paradise, and then it goes into political track. It doesn't have the same type of. It doesn't feel like it has the same type of theme. It doesn't have like the logical thematic progression that I got out of listening to um, a laughing death and meat space. Gotcha. So I really enjoyed this album, but I, I enjoy it song by song rather than an album. I see. I, I guess that's kind of all I had uh, like before we go into our, our track picks, but do you have anything else you wanted to kind of throw in there? Uh, not really. I think we I think we hit all the bases of the initial thoughts. Like we said it's very dialogue driven. Uh-huh. A little hard to follow. Interesting. Check. Check. Uh passionate. Yes. Uh artsy. <laughs> A blues punk. It's very blues punky. Like the like many like like many blues punk bands that came before them. Let me play you an example of blues punk. Here, here's blues punk. This is what uh, this is what Wikipedia listed as one of the the primary blues punk dudes. Hmm, bluesy. Hmm. 
Ah, okay. Does that work for you? I think it's kind of cool. It's cool. Who is this? This is John Spencer. John Blues Spencer. Explosion. This is not... I don't think this is a good example, but... Um, I, it sounds like blues mixed with punk to me. Yeah, I like John Spencer, actually. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty goofy stuff. Uh, anyway, so... What is your first track pick, Ian? Well, you know, I don't really have a particular order, but I'm going to choose Who's My Eugene Mm. as one of my track picks. That's one of my picks, the third track here. This was sung not by him. Yeah, it's uh, one of the female uh, Mm -hmm. members. I don't know who sings this, but maybe it's Kitchen. Might be Kitchen. Could be. Let's just speculate on it instead of actually looking it up. I, I really like... So this reminded me of uh, like the Brian Jonestown song where they did the female vocalist in the Out of Nowhere. I don't know why. It doesn't sound like that song at all, but I feel yeah. like just as as a point of contrast, it had the same effect for me, where it doesn't really sound like anything else on the album. Yeah. Yes. I Yeah, I do like that, that contrast. And it... I can't figure out what it reminded me of. You know what the song but, is about? Yeah, that was cool. You go ahead first. I oh, know. Go ahead. This song is about uh, Brian Wilson's uh, manager or something. Do you you know Brian Wilson's story? <sighs> yeah. He got like super drugged up. I think it was his manager, and his manager was just like keeping him on these crazy drugs that were making him lose his mind or just like completely zombie out. And uh, just reaping the benefits and like basically mentally abusing him. Uh, I feel like I have heard that. So that that's what that song's about, uh, from what I can gather. Nice. But <clears throat> uh, it's a cool song. <laughs> nice, nice story. Yeah. Another uh, cheerful uh, fuckstorm <laughs> tune. Ooh, my phone. I fucking dropped my phone this time. It wasn't you. Wow. Wow. Ooh, wow. Oh boy! How about you, Scott? Give me a pick. Um, I really liked Aspirin. You know, every time I listened to Aspirin, I enjoyed it, and I don't know why I didn't put that on mine. I think this would probably be an honorable mention for me. There's only nine songs; they're all worth checking out. Yeah, they're not for everybody, but they're all worth checking out. This was another one that was like a relationship type of heartbreak song. Um, there were some pieces of this song that I really enjoyed, and I, I can never remember where. I think once it gets into it. I like this part, too. I like how the guitars trade off. The guitar is, like, very soft and, like, kind of screwed up sounding. This song and another song, they get away with one of the guitar parts just going, bing, 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 yeah. bing, bing. Uh, so, yeah, Eugene, this one. Was this oh, my? you're just getting to the good part. Oh, oh my God, Scott, go back. Is this part? Yeah, I don't like how he sings that. It's not because he's got an accent. Everybody relax. It's the way he's singing. He's singing it kind of like indie hipstery. I don't know about that. I do. I like this. I like when they got both of them going at the same time. Yeah. 
It's just I, I like this song a lot. It's just like um, this very is uh, one of these parts is the earworm that I keep thinking about. Let's play it till we get there. One, cut yeah, the rest of it. It's one of these. It might just be this whole part. I just want to hear it. This is nice. Yeah. It's like rapping, sort of. Mm-hmm. You're half the fucking neurons in my skull. I like that line. It's, it's this right here is the chorus. Yeah, the chorus is great in this song. I don't know. This is this is cool. I'd, this would be cool to see live. This is a very good song if you're going through stuff to just like kind of... It's like therapeutic feeling. I'm always going through stuff. <laughs> Might as well listen to this. Yeah. 24 hours a day. One of those songs. But um, I think my other pick... This song's kind of a love song, right? Yeah, it's a song about... Um, like you're gonna find it's like I think he says something like you're you're gonna find the like I no one loves you like I do and you're gonna find someone else and it's not me or something like that I don't know <laughs> I guess I could pull up the lyrics right now yeah this is one I didn't really no, look, I'm not going to look into the lyrics of because it was kind of obvious when you listened to it but I, I looked into it I just really I just really like that line you're half the fucking neurons in my skull that's great yeah like I you're I didn't catch that that's really good. Yeah. This song's cool. Okay. I didn't like this one. I think that one was my bottom tier for the album. Brain drops. Yeah. I like the I like the bass line in this song. It might be an honorable mention. Um, but my last pick, my last official pick, is uh, Maria sixty three, the closer. Yes, that might have been my number one. It's a little longer, yeah. but when this builds up and just fucking thrashes at the end yeah it's a long song it's a, almost an eight minute song and it's got more well it feels very powerful when i first heard this song i was like who the hell is maria like what who's he, who is he talking about and then he says something like maria's what does he say hold on yeah this is so different from the rest of it yeah um i like it though I love the instrumentation in this song too. Yeah. This part. I agree. Uh, so he says, "You see what I'm saying? Is Maria here with us now? And that's, and that's because she, or Maria is here with us now, and that's because she is you, and you will live forever." I didn't know what the hell he was talking about with that line. So I was just like, I had to figure out who Maria was. This song is a sad song, right? I know I looked up the lyrics, and of course I can't remember fucking any of it. Well, okay, here's the thing. I went to Genius, Rap Genius. Now it's just Genius. And Uh, according to the people on this website, uh, I'll read you what they say. The subject of the story has been uh, track... uh, What? Subject of the story has been track meet this woman for a long time. That doesn't make any sense. She claims to be the daughter of Maria Orsic a witch in neo-Nazi conspiracies who gave Hitler the secrets to space travel. The fuck? (laughs) So I read that like, what the hell? Like, there's a lot to unpack there. And why is there two Marias on this album? I don't know. Um, But everything in the song is like tied to that historical conspiracy where apparently there's this neo-nazi witch um 
so but it sounds so like beautiful mm-hmm. so it's, it sounds like someone that he knew personally or something I love beautiful sounding songs that have really fucked up lyrics <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it's basically like seeing this person and not believing them that they're related to this crazy I don't know um, th- don't listen to this podcast for lyrical um, analysis don't listen to this podcast period uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway yeah it, I, I love this song. I, it doesn't really matter what it's about when you listen yeah. to it. This um, is my number one. Go to the end a bit. See if you can find that build up. And then here it kind of builds up. Yeah. Pretty epic. It's an epic gamer moment here. Yeah, this sounds pretty cool. I hate that I just said that. Epic gamer moment? Yeah. Get out of my house, you Twitch bitch. <laughs> Twitch bitch. Yeah, this sounds like something... Uh, this actually reminds me of some Fictionist stuff. And mm. I've talked about Fictionist on here a lot. I guess I could Good see band. That. Friend of the podcast, Jordan Anderson. His brother, Aaron Anderson, is in Fictionist. Go look up Fictionist. They're one of my favorite bands. Local right. band in Utah. Let's go and I don't end. think I'll get in trouble for saying Aaron's name because his name is all over the interwebs. So... Oh, yeah. Pretty sick. Sounds like a fucking... That's the, that is definitely the, the icing on the cake for this album. Yeah. Very, very awesome closer. Good albums end, end well, and that, this album end excell- excellently. So um, that's, my, that's probably my number one pick, too. Uh, that, those are my picks. You go through all yours oh, already, yeah. you, Eugene? Uh, I did. Maria 62 was one of mine um, also, but but my number one was Maria 63. This is a good song, too. Yeah. I like, I, I love the, when the guitar kind of just like has room to just do, doodle, do stuff, mm-hmm. like not necessarily crazy stuff over drums, like this, this guitar sounds like very um, pleasant mm-hmm. it's still sloppy but um, in a, in I like a, how haunting this sounds yeah I love when there's a good melody going like that and in the background there's just haunting tones or chaos this one doesn't have so much chaos but when the melodiousness of the vocals do as they were doing there and they sound pretty and everything's in key and everything's real nice and then something starts getting a little off kilter, mm-hmm. maybe a little hazy in the background, a little haunting. A little undercurrent. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just turns into chaos, but the vocals and maybe just one strumming guitar just maintain mm-hmm. the, the delicacy. I always love that type of dichotomy too. Or like dichotomy. There if it's go. like uh, my fucking wordsmith. <laughs> I also like a similar effect as if it's like a happy song with de- depressing lyrics or something like that. Just like ha- mm-hmm. having kind of a some something like unexpected behind the scenes. Yeah. Contrast. Um, nice contrast. So. Uh, 
I think that about wraps it up. That's about it for me. Can I read some lyrics from Aspirin? Yeah. I finally looked it up, and I really enjoy it. I'm trying to find a spot to jump in, because a lot of it kind of just is one long love story. Yeah. So I'll say dot, 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 because there's a lot of lyrics before us. Then I got something in the post, and there it is, your legal ghost, and just goes to show, you know, you're kind of hard to leave behind. I don't want to go out no more. Just the thought makes me recoil. It's like that feeling when unwanted guests come banging on your door. They're either too smart or too dumb, or they're too weak or they're too strong. You said I'd be okay without you. Yeah, you've been here all along. You were the best time I remember, and I do because life is dull. It's like you're half the fucking neurons in my skull. It's like, <laughs> cares so much about this person. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Mm. That song makes me sad now. Yeah. I just got depressed. The lyrics are great on this whole album. Yeah. Um, overall, what do you think? How many Marias do you give this album? How many Marias? Well, we got Maria 62. We got Maria 63. Are we having to do this out of 100 Marias? Let's do that. Out of 100 Marias. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, which, which Maria am I going to give this? Oh, man. You know, at first... I thought that I was going to give this... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold the fucking phone. Well, that was cool. Which Maria is better? Maria 1 or Maria 100? (laughs) Uh, Maria... Wow, that would be really confusing if it was 1. Let's just do 100. No, 1 is like... That's number 1. Farva's number 1! Farva's number 1! Farm? Farva. Oh, Farva. Super Troopers reference. Oh. Have you never seen Super Troopers? No. Fuck. All right. Number one is is top tier or number 100 is top tier? Well, I don't know what they mean by Maria 62 and 63. It doesn't matter. Um, we can make it really confusing and say one. Let's do one. And it's out of 100, and 100 is the worst. And 100 is the worst. The so worst Maria. you could subtract 100 from our score and divide it by 10, and then that'll give you the yeah. number out of 10. Maria number 100 is a fucking tramp. <laughs> That's like she doesn't... Um, she doesn't like anybody. She's like immobile and disgusting and smelly. And, <laughs> oh, boy. Um no, no redeeming qualities in Maria 100. <laughs> She's mean. She's, She's mean. A bitch. Yeah. She she doesn't tip. She doesn't take out the trash. She doesn't hold open the door. She doesn't even. She doesn't even say hello. Can say thank you. She can't even speak. And Maria number one. Maria number one is nice. She's kind. She ta- she, she teaches uh, neo Nazis how to space travel. <laughs> She tutors on the side. Yeah. Literally magical. All right. Uh, now that we've got that settled. <laughs> uh, okay. Number one's the best. I originally would have given this closer to Maria 100. Not mm-hmm. that low, but on that towards that end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to go super crazy high Maria. All right. Whatever. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just say it. Say what's in your soul. I think I'm going to go with Maria 33. Uh, okay. All right. Well, That's it for me. What do you 
What's your dealio? Um, I did like this album a lot. I don't think it's, I don't think I enjoyed it overall as much as uh, the first album. Um, but I don't think that makes it a bad album. I just like really love that album. Um, That's fair. I think, and I think it's because I don't feel the cohesion and I don't feel as like strong of a theme throughout. There are like, there are common themes throughout this album, but they are like kind of varying wildly. Uh huh. A lot of but heartache. I, but I do like the heartache stuff. I like a good heartache tune. I really do like that. And those were some of my favorite songs on the album. And I do like the historical stuff. So, I mean, it's all good stuff. I just don't, I don't know if the cohesion made sense completely in my brain. It was hard to digest. And it, it, I had a similar experience as you where it took me a few listens to like want to listen to the whole album all the way through. I liked songs um, right away, but I came out of this album really liking it to a comparable level as the first one. Not, not, not quite there, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, 25. Maria 25. Maria 25. So that's a 7.5. Uh huh. Mm. I'm learned now. <laughs> I made it easy for now. you. <laughs> you bitch. The most complicated uh, scale we've done. That's probably not even true. No. And far from the dumbest. Far from the dumbest. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Pretty sure we used whale dicks as a, <laughs> as a rating for one of the episodes. That might have been the last episode. Whale dicks? I don't even remember that. It was for the Black Keys. It was like the sub rating, but it also was different than the core rating and didn't really have any sort of correlation except what do you feel? How many whale dicks do you feel? I think my favorite was Bonk and Scuba Divers. Was the Psy one? How many heirs to despair? Uh, oh God, terrible! But it was like we had to. We did that. Is that what we did? Was yeah. that our rating? For it that? made no sense. It was like you're trying to, ver- you're trying to like. Oh, that's right. You're trying to rationalize. Uh, how many? How many heirs? How, how many, many heirs like, would it take to destroy? Destroy dis- despair. Oh, no. I like that one. <laughs> So oh, and it, sounds fun. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And we explained it and it made less sense, but... No, it made more sense. How many heirs, like princes, are going to kick despair's ass? <laughs> okay. Um, don't fucking dismiss me. Uh, that's Then then don't be uh, dismissible. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> this episode is over. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up for another episode here. That's about it. Stay tuned for a potential sizzle reel. Scott, you got anything you want to add? Anything you want to promote? So, uh, um, 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 uh, um, and, um, 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 uh, um, 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 but yeah, um, um, tune in for next two weeks episode of your buddies. See you, y'all. Uh, don't for check, don't for check to get your Didymus. Show for Jacob a Jacob Didymus. 
Dabba-dee-bop, so my liberty. Uh, that fell apart. Um, <laughs> Don't for check to get your ditty, miss. And with that, this has been your buddies. Bye, good. Goodbye. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye-bye now.